Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm a bunch of This is the Crime Stoppers Victoria podcast. I'm your host, Sritha Viswasam. Thanks for joining us today. On this episode, we'll continue our discussion on rural crime, where we'll chat with three farmers from Victoria to get their perspective on rural crime activity. Joining us today are Victorian Farmers Federation President David Joe Hinky and two farmers from the Wimmera region. Sam Eagle and Bruce Crafter. To keep up to date with all future Crime Stoppers Victoria podcasts, hit the follow or subscribe button on the platform you're listening to us. Hope you enjoyed the discussion. Thanks for joining us today on our Crime Stoppers Victoria podcast on farm crime. Uh, before we get started into our discussion today, it will be great to learn a bit more about yourselves and your individual involvement in farming. So I'll start with you, David. It'd be great to, to hear your um, background. Yeah, g'day. Um, my name is David Johinke. I'm a farmer north of Horsham. I've been home since I finished high school and I'm a third generation farmer on a broadacre cropping property of which we run a few sheep, but mainly it's um, involving machinery and uh, and growing crops uh, dryland, um, and I guess uh, for I've been involved with a lot of things in the community, but one of the main ones is being the current president of the Victorian Farmers Federation, of which I've had a lot of um, connection with the Victorian Police through the um, uh, farm liaison offices, and uh, working with them to both set up a, a local community uh, awareness group, but then also um, at the higher level. Uh, try to understand and resolve uh, farm crime at uh, the more um, policy level too. Excellent. Sam, um, yeah, it would be great to get your introduction. Yeah, so um, I'm sort of uh, a little bit different to David. I went off to university. I come back to the farm after completing my degree. Um, we farm just south of Horsham, so only about well, we're probably only about 10 minutes out of Horsham here. So, um, yeah, we're a mixed enterprise. We probably run 60% crop, 40% sheep. So, yeah. Excellent. And, and Bruce Crafter? Yeah, I've, I've been home on the farm now for all my life. I've, I've been farming here for 
over 40 years. And I, I farm north of Horsham up to Warwick Nabeel um, on about 1,300 hectares. And we uh, I, run, I run sheep, summertime grazier, basically. I do have a small mob of, of um, ewes and lambs, but, yeah, mostly a summertime grazier. Um, yeah, we've, we've just had our first experience of... Um, Farm crime up at Warwick Nabeel where we got robbed or or burgled twice in two days. Um, yeah, been very annoying. So, but we've we've just set up a, a pretty sophisticated security system on our farms. But but that doesn't help you in the paddock. That's where we our biggest problem is just at present. Okay. Well, um, thanks for, for all your introductions. I certainly uh, noticed that with uh, yourself, Sam and Bruce, I guess, in terms of the nature of these thefts, have you been able to identify any sort of patterns of behaviour that have um, really led to them taking place? Uh, yeah, so with us, ours is pro- our, our main problem probably isn't physical theft. We've got a lot of uh, trespassing issues. Um, we're very close to town, and yeah, long weekends, any weekend, sort of those sort of things. Um, we get a lot of people coming out from town. Um, lots of gates left open onto roads, internal gates left open, um, mostly spotlighting, I think. Um, just driving around, hooning around, shooting stuff that they shouldn't shoot. Um, but yeah, the major cause for us is yeah, boxing sheep with ours, boxing sheep with neighbours, and just general, I suppose, vandalism. I suppose, really cutting fences, leaving gates open, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and my my issue was um, oh, only a month ago. We we my partner in the farm went out to hop on the tractor and and he couldn't find the keys to a John Deere tractor and and we thought that oh just that he'd put them somewhere where he shouldn't have you know he forgot what he's done with them or whatever and we had to go and buy a new set of keys for the tractor because you know this is a problem we found that that all tractors of a particular make have have the same key and and it wasn't until that night that neighbours I was speaking to a neighbour and he'd been burgled that night and and then they had a, a JCB that the keys were in it because there was a a uh, truckie going to load the next morning and and the truckie got there and there was no keys and it wasn't till then that we realised that, that somebody had had nicked the keys. He, he'd, he'd locked the cab up but put the keys in the toolbox. Mm. And and then the next day, we we had a ute up there and there's yeah you know, two packets of barbecue shapes and about five dollars got a change in the ute and they'd smashed a window to get in there yeah. and it was the it was the inconvenience and all that 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 was our biggest problem. Um, but we've since found out that they've used those John Deere keys to break into another tractor because. And this is a real problem, I believe. That, you know, you can have a hundred thousand dollar tractor and a five hundred thousand dollar tractor, and they still got the same key. Um, so there's no security at all if you can get hold of a set of keys for these vehicles. 
Mm, I'd imagine that they're worth quite a so fair bit of money. Well, it's the damage they they do. It, it's like this other tractor they broke into. They didn't take anything out of our tractor except for the keys. Uh, they didn't take the UHF radio or didn't take that. It just it cost us a couple of hours trying to work out, you know, where these keys were before we actually went and bought another set. And then the next day we lost half a day because we had to get the crime scene investigators in to, to fingerprint the youth. And, and that, you know, it's just more the inconvenience, not the cost. But when they broke into this other tractor with our keys, they tried to get the, the driving lights and they did, you know, in that tractor they, you know, did three to $4,000 worth of damage. So, yeah, it's it's the inconvenience and, and, and the, the frustration, you know, that your property's not your property if, mm. if they want it. Yeah, yeah. So, can imagine that that's a real uh, inconvenience and obviously a cost. David, as far as um, Sam and Bruce's um, individual experiences are concerned, I guess they're, they're both quite different in, in the nature of uh, their um, the criminal acts that have happened on their farms. What can you say from a Victorian Farmers Federation perspective as far as uh, the nature of farm crime that is taking place across the state? Well, farm crime is one of the one of the underreported crimes that we see throughout the community. It's um, not too dissimilar to both what um, Sam and Bruce have been talking about. If the fence has been cut, generally you just go and fix it. Or if the gate's been open, you might say something to your neighbour, but you generally just close it. You don't actually take the extra step to notify the police that something's been happening in, in the past. But what we are encouraging people to to, to do is speak up when either they see something that's happened to themselves or to um, somebody else in the community because that general awareness, that background knowledge, is um, information that can be used to identify if there's some activity going around, if there's a bit of a pattern that's forming within the community. But even more so, um, the more information and any evidence that can be provided actually pro provides a case to, to, um, to charge people. Um, and we need that information. We need people speaking up to, to get on board to, for that to happen. I guess the other thing that we're seeing as a general whole is that farms are getting larger and they're a bit more spread out than what they used to be. So the family home no longer is where everything's kept. There's pieces of equipment that, that are being moved around a large areas and they are worth a lot of money. And that um, there is a starting to be a trend amongst farmers to put some more sophistication behind either locking their equipment up and or putting some surveillance equipment out as well. And I know that um, both Sam and Bruce have probably got a little bit of more of a story to tell about their experiences with surveillance equipment too. But um, as a whole, uh, what we're trying to do is raise awareness that uh, there is dedicated, a dedicated police force around the state that have been committed to helping solve agricultural crime and we're just encouraging people to utilise that service because the more we utilise it, the more crimes we'll solve, but then also the more resources we can get to to solve those crimes. And it's a, a bit of a um, uh, owning the problem as a community, but um, it relies on farmers to do their part. Yeah, well, um, it's certainly... Great to see that the um, the farm crime liaison officers are out in force and there to assist members of the Victorian farming community. So in terms of what you've noticed since the implementation of the um, FCLOs, 
has you noticed a difference in the level of reporting by members of the community or is farm crime a nature of uh, activity that residents or farm owners are a bit reluctant to engage in uh, communicating? Uh, in the past, we've probably been a bit more reluctant than what we are nowadays with a bit more awareness. I would also suggest that um, <laughs> the the new force or the new ability that we've got to utilise it is something that we probably don't fully understand or haven't got fully communicated to the whole farming sector yet. So we, we are trying to just raise awareness that these people are there to utilise and once again, the more we use them, the better that they'll be doing their job. The... Um, the one thing that I guess we have seen since the the, the launch of uh, or the, the the recommitment to this uh, agricultural force is that uh, when we are reporting something or when we are um, having incidences occur, um, we're getting a lot more action on both sides of the the equation, both from the liaison officers, local liaison officers, and then the rural community talking a lot more. So that's a very positive sign. But once again, there's a lot of stories of incidences happening. It's actually getting them to that, getting them to the reporting stage, and then um, action being taken. Because at the end of the day, if if we're having a conversation and nothing happens out of it, people are reluctant to um, continue on reporting crimes or understand that you can do something about it versus actually solving some of these crimes and, and giving people confidence to to be able to go about their work um, in an orderly manner and not have to be concerned about um, uh, when they go back that their locked-up tractor is moved or disappeared. And certainly, yeah, it is um, good to good to know that that, that it service is out there, and and I guess um, the public uh, or the farm owners would have that level of reassurance. Sam, as far as uh, your concern, given um, your uh, your farm, what can you say about your um, level of, of comfort in terms of the protection? I guess you have from authorities in uh, able to um, have cases like such as trespassing offences and the like and damage to your property being addressed? Uh, I'm confident that if I report it, it will be followed up. I, I have had a, a solar panel off my bore got taken and yeah, the, it was, the follow-up was fine. It's more, more that um, rural crime is actually a very hard one to enforce because you almost have to catch someone in the act to be able to find them a lot of the time. Um, I suppose our our part, I find, is that if we do report the crime, we hopefully set up a pattern for the police to follow and they can start tracking down those people a lot easier because at the moment, I mean, a lot of the perception is that nothing's getting done, but there's probably not a lot that can be done because how do you find someone that went out to your tractor mm. in the middle of nowhere? It's very hard to track down. Um but my level of confidence is quite high, like with the police. If I report something, I, I have had stuff followed up nearly every time, I think. Um, fingerprints taken, statements, um, yeah. Well, that's excellent. What about your camera story, Ben? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, I think the other thing, yeah, we, we sort of go against the... We sort of go with the principle of prevention is better than a cure, and we have installed trail cams along sort of random parts of the paddock because you never know where the crime's going to occur so you can't really put a camera everywhere on your farm but we've put them sort of strategically around the place and we did have some cameras shot one day um we did find that after they were shot we've never had any troubles with that paddock again so obviously that is acted as a d deterrent to them because they they know that there are cameras out on that property so 
I think having a deterrent is, is quite large too because they'll target the easy people first. Mm, that, that's really good. So in terms of implementing the camera system, what was your, um, I guess, uh, thought process behind getting that set up given you hadn't had it in place previously? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, we've had we've constantly had problems with gates being left open and trespassing, and we have, like, yeah, solar pump got stolen and just little things like that, and often you sort of, we do often get sort of 20 or 30 sheep a year seem to disappear off our books somehow, um, and I suppose this was just a way of of trying to prevent that, I suppose, and give us peace of mind, because um, otherwise we're sort of just shooting in the dark, so, yeah, we did a bit of research on the internet, and yeah, bought a few cameras and I actually just had a person, a local business in town come out to fit a security system up to my house farm where all my equipment's kept as well. So, oh, that, that, That's excellent. So with you, Bruce, uh, what can you say about um, your history with, with your farm and, and property damage or theft uh, that has taken place? Have you adapted over time in terms of methods to... Uh, have security measures in place to um, prevent incidences from occurring? Uh, not really. We, up until about, uh, for the last eight to ten years, maybe longer, we we do have another property that, that's got no house on it, but, but a lot of our farm machinery is stored there. Uh, we did have an incident there where where a bloke that was um, had mental health issues was on the run from the police, and the police ended up he ended up getting onto this onto this property that we were at at the time, and and they said he'd be only after something that that has keys in it so he can he can drive, uh, and he ran about three kilometres, four kilometres to the to that place. And and then we informed the police that we saw him, and and then they took off after him and caught him. But um, we never used to take the keys out of our vehicles at all at the time. Um, and so, yeah, that was a bit of a wake up call. So now we lock that place up. We've had it locked up for for a fair few years now, and and it, we've never had any trouble. But We've never had any trouble where I've, I've lived, but because we've got this big wind farm um, building around us and on the property that that that's un, un, that nobody lives at, we've decided to put in this uh, sort of, yeah, you nearly class it as a Rolls-Royce security system uh, because we don't know who's going to be around, and there's a lot more traffic. Uh, with the um, with with the construction of these wind farms and and so we've had to adapt that way and it it's more about you know the the deterrence one thing we could just put a sign on the front fence but our our aim is to actually catch them um, on camera and and even if they can get around and destroy a camera another one will get them. And, and and those cameras have memories, so yeah, it, we we've we've only just set it up. I haven't really been taught how to use it at this present moment, but 
but it is recording and and um and that's about where we're at with the with it at present but but the one out in the paddock where your machinery is is damaged or whatever that one there is just so hard to to try and police the third night that we had this problem I sat sat a camera up there but then they didn't come back so which is very disappointing because um, I would have liked to have caught them. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So that's that's what I'm at with it now. Okay. Well, I'm sure it gives you a bit more peace of mind that you've got something at least set up um, that that's really um, able to capture uh, uh, anyone who's who's near the property um, or, or trying to access the property. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it it, it gives us that peace of mind. We we will send set up. Um, uh, alerts when when somebody does trip a camera um, because we we do have that ability to to get alerts on our phone and and we have a feed lot there as well um, and with stock thefts it you know that's that's another issue that we we think could be um, a big one with the price of of uh, meat at the present moment I, I think we're an easy target for losing stock. Mm, okay. So, David, in terms of what you've noticed uh, as far as residents equipping themselves with uh, security measures and uh, other forms of strategies to protect themselves from thefts and criminal activity on their premises, what can you say from a, a more broader level? Well, as a general rule, a lot more people are starting this conversation and are going down the same lines as what Sam and Bruce are by installing or taking proactive measures to protect themselves if something does occur. And even to the extent where um, even at their own houses now seem to, what was once a, um, you'd never lock up a house, so it's becoming more common that people are locking in their houses and securing their property. Not for the sake that they want to, it's just for the sake that they, they have to in, in, a, in a changing community, changing sense. And we also are seeing um, that the, the price of this technology coming down a lot too. And there are obviously a range of things, that, of cameras, of alerts that you can get. And I've seen some farms that have even got a laser trip that turns on and off at a certain time of day. So it's, it's armed at certain times and, and has uh, got security pads on a lot of their doors or even swipe cards like you would see down in an office down in Melbourne, but just for the fact that they want to lock everything down. And unfortunately, um, in agriculture, we have got a lot of um, pieces of equipment, chainsaws, diesel, um, power tools that are quite easy to to take if you're not doing something proactive to, to prevent that from occurring. And just like I believe we saw in uh, occupational health and, and safety, the OHS movement, I feel that that will be very similar to the agricultural crime movement as well, where we'll see people becoming a lot more proactive in, in protecting their equipment and by simply either locking things up or putting measures in place where they can monitor better. Mm, well, that, that, that'll be fantastic. So as far as uh, machinery is concerned, I guess Bruce has alluded to it in his uh, examples regarding the, the John Deere uh, machinery. Uh, what can you say about... Uh, protecting that type of equipment where there might be universal keys available to um, the same brand of equipment? 
Well, first of all, the the the, the basic thing is to lock lock your gear. And that won't stop anyone who's got a key to get in, but it does just stop the general passer from getting getting into the equipment. There are technologies, and especially the newer trackers, where um, the GPS technology that we, that we have got in the tractor can actually then also work as an alarm for movement um, with the next generation of machinery coming out. That That is an option for us to utilise. Um, where it can send a beacon where um, your the serial code of the tractor then comes up um, on a on a on a network where they can then track not only the performance of the tractor but then also um, to recover a tractor if it does um, get stolen. Noting that uh, in the past we've heard numerous stories of tractors getting rebirthed around the the country um, by simply putting them back of a truck and taking it for a ride somewhere else and selling it at a a cheaper price and no questions asked type of job. But as these tractors get more expensive, as the equipment in them gets more technical, there's also the option there to, to arm it. But that's an emerging technology. It's not a current technology, and I suggest that this has got very low adoption at the moment. However... Just like insurance, like we pay every year, um, I believe that people will start uh, having a conversation of going, well, this piece of equipment is worth a fair bit of money. Um, what can I put towards it? It could potentially be a motion cab- camera in the tractor or in the piece of equipment so it can get triggered once the tractor is um, switched off at night time to, to, to send a signal to your phone. There's that technology in place there already that you can purchase. But it's just the general knowledge of what you can do is something that uh, in agriculture we haven't necessarily explored fully or we haven't necessarily um, had the opportunity to to have showcase and that's something that we're really encouraged that um, we want to take the direction of to to say well what is um, some basic standards that we should be practicing and then what's the advanced level that people can be um, protecting themselves with and um, once again, for us, it's the start of the conversation, but that general awareness that, that that farm crime is a real thing and that you've got options to protect yourself is something that we're we're focusing on right at the present. Mm, well, that, that's really good to hear. So in terms of um, Bruce's other example of livestock theft, uh, what can you say regarding that, given um, farms are such big properties and there might be various points of, of entry, uh, what can you say in relation to protecting, uh, well, farm owners protecting their livestock from being stolen by um, other members of the community? Yeah, so I suppose where I am south of Horsham, we're probably, there's a lot more sheep around our area. I think the biggest one with the livestock theft is to have work as a community because often I, I feel that the people that are taking sheep are skilled. They know what they're doing. They're obviously based around the industry to start with because to go out and do a paddock, round up a mob of sheep, take 20 sheep out of a mob and have them on your trailer in half an hour is quite a skilled job. So as a community, we sort of have, a, I suppose, an obligation to... We know what's happening, and if you see stuff happening, I suppose that's probably the best way is to, to, to work as a community and look at these odd things, look for trailers driving around that you don't know, and that's where our trail cams are come in quite handy in that we've had them sitting there and we've got quite a big backlog of unknown vehicles now recorded. And so if something does go missing, we do have something to work on to go, righto, there's 10 people here that are not local farmers. They're not in the, from the area. We don't know who they are and they're driving around. Um, in terms of preventing it, that's about all you can do because you can't put a camera on every gate. You just have to be vigilant in 
in looking around the, the neighbourhood, I suppose. And with our community uh, support, I guess, between yourselves and, and all the other residents and farm owners in, in the area, what can you say to them and in, in terms of the importance of uh, really keeping that relationship where you can help each other out with this nature of uh, criminal activity prevention? Yeah, well, I suppose you sort of keep an open dialogue with your neighbours. If, if they come past your gate and say, oh, I, often it used to be like DJ said, you'd drive past your neighbours thing, oh, you've got sheep in there, I'll close it for him. And you wouldn't hear anything about it. But I suppose it's more about, yeah, communicating to your neighbour, yeah, I closed your gate the other day or I saw someone spotlighting back there and, yeah, just keeping open dialogue with everybody. Mm, yeah, for sure. Well, that's... that's uh... I... Yeah, Sorry, I was just going to add to what Sam had said there. Um, I I think most people have heard of a live... In the rural community, have heard of a livestock um, event occurring. Some of them have been positive. Some of them have been... uh, Had a negative um, outcome uh, as far as people may not get a conviction at the end, even though they are caught red-handed. But Sam's quite right. The more you report, the more you talk, the better off we all will be. And... uh, we, I know of a story of where a caravan was um, gutted out and they were using it to transport livestock around too, to, to put sheep into it. So sometimes it's not always what you first expect, but um, uh, as Sam said, these people know what they're doing by, by having to move the livestock example on, but then there's also cases where it's very unsophisticated, where people are just more opportunistic. And... Um, the opportunistic one, I guess, is the the one that we've got more ability to prevent because they, they're not very sophisticated. They're just going to try to door, and if it's open, they'll grab something. If not, they'll probably move on. Versus the more syndicated or the more um, technical people who, if we can establish a pattern, um, is where that communication actually is the greatest tool that we have. So... Once again, it's that reporting of crime, working together, as Sam said, and um, then getting the authorities involved um, as well in that dialogue because sometimes it's just that, oh, I've seen a car with a broken headlight driving around at night time. That piece of information can actually unlock a whole bigger puzzle because something else might have occurred just up or down the road from there and um, they've, they've got something to go off of where previously they may not have had anything. So, so encouraging to speak up is really vital in, um, in both of those two events, that more sophisticated or that opportunistic crime. Oh, well, that, that's great. Well, with uh, the community, I guess yeah, we we certainly encourage anyone who's listening to really work together with um, your local community to help prevent these acts uh, from taking place. With yourself, Bruce, how hey, you've got the other property which doesn't have the, uh, the the premises, if you like. What can you say about um, residents in in with where or lo- properties where there isn't a a person on staff, if you like, and how they can manage situations like uh, uh, situations like criminal activity from taking place on those properties. Oh, we, we've just set up this property, and it's four k's from from home. Uh, we've set it up with these cameras with um, motion motion cameras on it. We will put up. Um, um, lights as well, because these cameras are, are okay with with infrared, but 
if you've got a light that comes on, a sensor light that comes on with movement as well, that makes the cameras a lot a lot more effective. Um, the 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 thing that disappointed me when we went to set it up, and we spent over ten thousand on this system, and that's so far. We we do intend to put more cameras on it later time, but we we I asked the insurance company and whether we get any sort of a discount on our premiums and 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 the answer was no and I thought that's that's a bit of a a, um, a kick for somebody that's actually having a go at trying to avoid the insurance claims you know trying to be proactive I think the the insurance industry has to get on board as well and and, and I think the judicial system also has to to get on board and not just give people a slap on the wrist because, you know, it, it doesn't seem a very major crime. It's breaking and entering. And, and and the judicial system has to give out some sort of a deterrent penalty to stop this because we are such easy targets. And, and that's the most annoying part about it is if they get a slap on the wrist, you don't tend to get the reporting if 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 people know they're just going to get go through the revolving door. Mm. Okay. Well, um, what can you say, David, as far as how that sort of evolved um, in terms of uh, the nature of uh, punishment that is handed out for um, criminals of uh, farm crime? Well, it's no secret that um, both the Victorian Farmers Federation and farmers in general are pretty disappointed with the way that um, the judicial system has treated um, agriculture in the past, uh, and especially um, trespassing and breaking and entering and even stealing. And it's almost like a misdemeanor nowadays. And I understand that you don't want to put a criminal record onto an 18-year-old that's got some idealistic or a bit of strife, but the reality is um, we're talking about livelihoods here and we're also t- talking about um, our rights as well that are being violated. So we can't be any more stronger than saying the current system isn't working. We need to have penalties in place that do reflect the angst that is being caused in through the rural communities. And quite frankly, the situation that we find ourselves now is almost manifested because of the the inability to, to give that deterrent earlier. Um, so yeah, we, we're very strong that we want to see harsher penalties, but also we want to make sure that farmers do take precautions so they're not as easy a targets as well. So um, we're doing our bit. Um, now we need the judicial system to actually back us and and actually point out that these activities aren't going to be accepted and that there is consequences for people who engage in it. Mm. Yeah, well, um, let, let's see um, how that evolves uh, over time. I guess uh, it is good that it is raised, uh, and certainly uh, by yourselves at, at the Victoria Farmers Federation and for, for, from farmers in general. Uh, as we near the closing of our conversation, Sam, did you have any other points that you would like to raise uh, to our listeners regarding keeping safe uh, with with your with your farm properties? I think the biggest one is. Um just doing something because I mean example of these cameras being shot yes the cameras got shot and I was annoyed with that and I didn't catch them but we haven't had any problems with that place since 
So obviously whoever's doing it now knows that we've got surveillance down there and they're not targeting us anymore. Um, and I think that's a big thing in that if people know you've got security up, they're not going to come there because of that chance of getting caught. Um, yeah, and I suppose being on a farm, it is, your farm yard and stuff probably is quite good to put, because they're quite open often, it is quite good to put security cameras on and you do get quite good views of people. So, yeah, they're quite easy to monitor in terms of a yard, yeah. Mm. Excellent. And, and Bruce, uh, anything you'd like to add regarding um, keeping safe with your, with your farm property? No, I just encourage everybody to, to report. You know, it, it, we didn't think losing the keys was, was really a theft at the time until we, until we knew that there was a pattern that other people had lost keys and, and, and break-ins at the time. And, and since... Since then, there's been most probably another half a dozen, a dozen crimes in the same vicinity, and and the police are now able to, you know, they're they're getting a lot better picture of of what's involved and what to look out for and and that sort of thing. It's it's given, you know, nobody reported it. These people just get away with away with it, and look, they're not that sophisticated. They are wearing gloves, but it's. They're not that sophisticated in what they're doing. And 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 it's Warwick and and cheap housing has, has, has led a lot of people up, up our way. Um and it's bought bought in the drugs and that. And so that's you know, they're they're after a quick buck and 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 I just encourage everybody to, to report it to the police and so then they can start to to, to um build a bigger picture. And get a pattern on the whole thing. So, yeah, that that's about you know where I'm at with it. Mm. Well, that that's really uh, good I, advice. But I, would like, I would like the insurance company really to get on board. Oh, well, we certainly appreciate your perspectives today, David. Uh, was there anything else you'd like to add regarding uh, farm crime activity and and residents keeping themselves safe and uh, protected? Yeah, I just probably echo what the the two lads have said. Um, Look, by meeting up with people and when you're having a few quiet drinks and complaining about a situation doesn't actually change it. Reporting it does. Um, letting the community know that gives everyone a fair opportunity to, to protect themselves. We in agriculture have to reduce the chance of us being victims. We've got to take that opportunity away. So that means we need to be able to lock up our equipment and put surveillance in to, to really reduce our risk. But even more so, um, we need to make sure that uh, by reporting crime, um, by helping the police, we actually are helping ourselves because not too dissimilar to Sam's situation, by the word does get around who's a soft target and who isn't, by, by reporting it, by having the conversations, by police coming out and visit, that word gets around. And that's, that prevention is well, well invested, that is uh, as good as almost a cure in some regards when you've got... Um, that information that we can utilise. But uh, I'd also probably just like to remind people that the police are there to help. We're there. We've got to use them. Don't take the law into your own hands. Don't be silly and try to be a hero about this. There is a network in place. There is that resource in place, and we just encourage people to utilise it because they're there for us, and the more we utilise them, the more resources they will get. Communities are changing, and so should our attitudes be, and just because we did something in the past doesn't make it right or wrong nowadays too, so... The ability to leave your house unlocked or a vehicle unlocked 
um, times have changed, and I guess that's really um, an aspect of us changing our behaviour and mentality to farm crime and protecting ourselves too. There, there can't be a cop in, every, in the corner of every paddock, um, and unfortunately, uh, community has changed to an extent where people are looking for a quick buck here and there. Um, so we can't just rely on the goodwill of the uh, people anymore. So we've got to take responsibility ourselves. And that's a, that's a sad thing that we've got to do that. But I guess it really just emphasises that um, there are a lot of things we can do. And um, by, by burying our head in the sand or by not actually taking control of the situation ourselves um, is uh, really does expose or increase the risk for people. Yeah, that's really um, good advice there, David. Sure, our listeners will find um, th- what the three of you have provided today very insightful and very helpful in, as far as protecting their own properties for those who are involved in farming. So we'd like to thank the three of you today for uh, taking part in our discussion. It's certainly uh, something that we feel the community will um, find terrific value in. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Terrific to chat with David Johinke, Sam Eagle and Bruce Crafter on rural crime activity in the Wimmera area and on how to keep protected from this occurring to your own property. Hope you have found the chat both insightful and beneficial. To report any rural crime activity you are aware of, please contact Crime Stoppers Victoria on 1800 333 000 or via our website crimestoppersvic.com.au. You can choose to remain anonymous and all reports made are confidential. In the case of an emergency, please contact Victoria Police on 000. To keep up to date with all Crime Stoppers Victoria podcasts, please hit the follow or subscribe button on your podcast player. Thanks for listening and stay safe.